be your host for this episode of Infotainment. I will be your round mound of podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. Welcome, welcome, and welcome to you, you, and especially you. Uh, I thought I'd start out with, uh, I sort of split the last podcast into two parts, continuing on with some fast food horror stories and uh, rating of some fast food burgers. But I do have, sometimes I talk about dating in 2022, I have some hilarious audio from a woman who was asked, or went out, well, she went out with this guy twice, but on the third uh, date, well, they didn't go on the date, but she declined, and, and uh, well, let's stay friends if you want to. She didn't even go, it's not you, it's me, uh, type deal. She didn't even give him that, uh, but he didn't respond, but... He notices her a year later in a bar. And let's see what transpires. One guy. The first date we went to the LACMA, which is a museum. And the second date we went to the movies and got tacos. I wasn't into him. So when he asked me on a third date, I texted him back and I declined. And I said, I think you're a really nice guy, but I don't see this going anywhere between us. And I wish you the best and would love to be friends if you want to be friends. He never responded, which is fine. But then, boom, boom, boom. About a year later, I was at a bar with a bunch of my friends. I was sitting on a bench talking to this guy who was just my friend. And the guy I had gone on two dates with a year prior saw me across the bar and started making his way over to me. It took me a minute to even place who he was. When he got to me, he turned his back to me. He lifted up one leg. He farted on me. It was so loud, people turned around. He said, eat my shit, and walked away. Ooh. Uh, why do you always have to deter these things? Oh my gosh, does that suck? I would tell this woman, well, payback can be a bitch. <laughs> now, for the guy, I mean, he had the time this exactly right. <laughs> I wonder how long he'd been saving that up just for the right moment. <laughs> that is a funny story that was on TikTok. And I'm sure, well, this woman uh, looked fairly attractive. And I don't know, uh, after all the makeup comes off, if that still holds true. But <laughs> if this woman is still single and wants to be married, she may regret a few days, well, a few years down the road, friend zoning so many guys. Eh, who knows? Maybe this guy and uh, woman got back together again and. Uh, now married and have a couple kids. Blissfully married and farting away. Now let's get back to my fast foodie stories. Customers found syringes in food more than once. Oh my god. What was the worst thing that happened? Oh, I got an order mix-up at the Laverne, Minnesota uh, McDonald's in the drive-thru. I ordered a quarter-pounder 
meal and a, and a um, what was else? A Big Mac for later. And I got the quarter pounder thing right. But then they gave me a chicken. No, no, they didn't give me the quarter pounder. And then they gave me the Big Mac, but it had no meat patties in it. And uh, a chicken sandwich, which I never ordered. <laughs> the person at the window gave the death stare to someone down the line. So I, uh, so I got the whole order free. Uh, let's get back to this here. Uh, this one's going to be tough. Seeing a used needle anywhere is gross. But uh, imagine a biting into one in a burger. Ooh. Well, just the thought can have you shivering. The unfortunate truth is that it's really happening to some people. A couple of Burger King customers experienced this stomach-turning horror in 2001 when a mother of two from the Bronx bit into her sausage and egg sandwich only to have a needle pierce her cheek. Oh. She sued the chain for $9 million. She should get every penny of that. She was consumed with fear that she had caught serious disease like HIV, but was too scared to get tested. The incident reportedly also affected her relationship with her fiancé and kids. In yet another incident, almost a decade later, a veteran bit into a BK triple stacker in Hawaii. A needle that was uh, inside the meal hurt his tongue and small intestine, sending the man to the hospital, as per the Associated Press. A syringe was not the only sharp object that Burger King customers have had issues with. A BK employee wrote in the Reddit AMA that a stapler fight among the employees resulted in some stray staples uh, settling on a customer's burger. Said customer returned to the restaurant with serious complaints, though it's not clear that any legal action was taken. Yeah, I'd be calling a lawyer like the next day, I think. An employee was fired for taking a bath at work. Oh, I think this guy made a video of this. I think I've seen this. A Burger King employee's idea of a 25th birthday celebration was to dunk himself in a utility-filled sink with soapy water during his work shift. Uh, Said sink is where all the food equipment used at the chain is cleaned up. Not only is this gross, but it is also a serious violation of health code that could have contaminated the equipment and given customers a case of food poisoning. As per NBC News, the employee uploaded a 2008 video to his MySpace page that showed him naked. He also kept referring uh, to himself as Mr. Un, uh, uh, unstable, he sure must have been just that in order to carry out his uh, uh, 
prank in a restaurant kitchen during work hours. Obviously, the employee who is bathing, the employee who is recording the event, and the shift manager were all let go from the chain. Oh, you mean you're fired for taking a bath at Burger King? Imagine that. As per the company's statement, the sink was sanitized and the utensils that were used by the employee in the video were discarded. The whole location was checked over by an inspector from the county's health department, too, according to NBC News. Yet all those who saw the video might need help cleaning that memory out of their brains. Yeah, well, at least he left the store uh, clean, I guess. You dick! Hmm, Burger King employees have been caught doing pretty gross things. If you think wilted lettuce is gross, what would you say about some leaves with a few shoe prints? Oh, shoe prints. That reminds me of a Chinese buffet restaurant where uh, somebody bringing out a pan of something, a deep pan of something for the buffet. He dropped it and it spilled on the floor and he was kicking it back into the pan with his shoe and then put it back in the, on the buffet table. Oh, that was just gross. What they had a show of this? The um, CCTV uh, camera footage from, like, offices where a woman employee was going into her boss's office and peeing in, in his uh, office chair and different things like that. Oh, man. And I think that was a show where the guy kicked his... kicked the food into the... One employee at the Chains Mayfield, Ohio location posted a picture of himself standing on two bins of lettuce, his shoes resting directly on the bed of green, with the comment, This is a lettuce you eat at Burger King. The nauseating photo turned viral, and some of us uh, are pondering if we should pick the lettuce off our sandwiches next time. Oh, man, this story is going to make me think next time I eat any fast food place. As it turns out, lettuce is not the only subject of questionable BK employee activity. In 2017, an employee at the Burger King in Cannon City, Colorado, was caught on camera not washing his hands after coughing. Instead, the employee simply wiped his hands on his clothes before handling part of the customer's order. Yet another employee was seen using a floor mop to clean the tabletop at a Burger King location in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, only in Florida. The customer who recorded the employee was naturally sickened as she reported uh, that 
and reportedly eaten at the very table uh, minutes before. Per the FDA, cloths for wiping the floor and tabletop should be separate, said a spokesperson for the State Department of Business and Professional Regulation. Uh, think twice before ordering less popular Burger King items. If some items are not uh, your top choices at Burger King, thank your taste buds for saving you from consuming what be uh, maybe stale food. As alleged by a Redditor claiming to be a BK employee, the less popular the item, the more probability these stands uh, uh, of it not being fresh. <laughs> well, how many of how many people have gotten cold fries from a fast food place? These menu items include chicken nuggets, fish items, and even the chicken fries. Uh, never, never, never buy the Whopper Junior. Not enough people buy them, so they just sit out and go bad. Ugh. Another Redditor, who claims to be a BK worker, said uh, they added that since it takes a while to make a Whopper Junior from scratch, managers tell the staff to simply use the old patties. Hmm. It's just getting grosser by the minute. It's the same case with the fish-based menu items. Uh, we had the same two or three fish fillets in the warmer for entire days sometimes. I've seen steakhouse patties sit in the warming trays for six-plus hours until being served. Yet another Burger King employee added. <clears throat> One location allegedly covered up evidence of black mold. A certain Burger King location in Missouri was so unclean that it forced multiple employees to call it quits. Staff also reported to picketing uh, in front of the eatery to warn potential customers of the extremely unhygienic conditions inside the restaurant's kitchen. Uh, that's from the Springfield News Leader. They're probably in near Springfield, Missouri, which I have been to. Uh, in Brad Pitt's hometown. Uh, turns out there was black mold near the dish shelf. On the lids of freezers around the main cooking station, and the grill. What's more, employees also had to deal with sewage water overflow, uh, clogged kitchen drains, a ceiling that leaked, gut churning, and grease buildup in some parts of the kitchen, and more. But what's worse is that management required them to work in these unsanitary conditions. Employees alleged that they were also made to continue to serve the blissfully ignorant customers despite the health risks. According to one former worker, they were asked to simply cover up the mold before a health inspection. Yeah, it's just paint over it. 
At one point, employees banded together and walked out of the restaurant, even telling drive through customers about the black mold issues as they existed on the premises. Ugh. This is interesting enough to make the cut for this episode of infotainment. The hamburger is one of the USA's most recognizable food icons. So much so, in fact, that in 2013, Americans were estimated to eat uh, 50 billion burgers a year, or enough to circle the earth 32 times. And despite some uncertainty about their specific country of origin, they're now uh, thought of all around the world as nothing less than purely American. It stands to reason, then, that the best hamburgers are found in the States, but where? Countless food restaurants uh, across the country sell burgers. The choice is limitless. Well, I'm starting to think about limiting some of my choices after reading that last story. Even more helpful is the fact that the nature of the sandwich means that there are countless different ways you can construct one. A hamburger can be almost anything, uh, meaning the range of qualities between the best and the worst of them is vast indeed. It's kind of like, uh, once in a while I get a craving for like White Castle, those little ones, and then you eat so many and you're kind of like, yeah, that's enough of those. <laughs> They're like one or two bites. Well, the range of quality between the best and worst of them is vast indeed. It is very important then that you make your choice wisely. Luckily, we're here to help. Here are the most well-known fast food burgers ranked worst the best. Uh, worst the best, and right away, White Castle Slider. I didn't even see that before I mentioned that. If we're being totally honest here, it doesn't strike us as a fantastic start if a burger chain isn't even well willing uh, to market their hamburgers as hamburgers. No White Castle prefers to refer them as sliders. And to the credit, branding them as such makes it just a little less disappointing when you order a hamburger and are instead handed one of these monstrosities. Well, they're not really a huge monstrosity, that's for sure. First off, a two-by-two, two, uh, <laughs> it's far, far too small, yeah, yeah. Um, you're supposed to buy lots of them, but this is a ranking of America's best and worst hamburgers. Not America's best and worst small piles of hamburgers. Then there's the buns, which are more uh, a kind of roll you'd buy in a supermarket. And is far too airy and big relative to actual components of the burger, uh, which, by the way, consists only of a thin square patty, a load of onions, and a pickle. Yes, that's true. It's the sort of thing you'd expect to eat during wartime rationing. Not at a fast food 
joint in 2018. Zero marks. I've eaten at a Dairy Queen lately, and I did not mind their hamburger I had there. And I also had my first banana split in like decades, and it was delicious. Dairy Queen cheeseburger. Dairy Queen might not initially occur to you as the first uh, port of call for when you're craving a hamburger, and frankly, nor should it. Their standard issue cheeseburger is utterly lacking in the toppings. For your money, you'll get no more than a, uh, a six-pound patty with cheese, pickles, ketchup, and mustard. That really, really isn't much to work with. Because of this, the bread completely overshadows the rest of it, and it's suspiciously soggy to boot. Dairy Queen does also offer the grill burger with cheese, which is more like your typical strain of burger. Uh, patty, cheese, lettuce, tomato, onions, mayo, ketchup, pickles, and the toasted bun this time. Well, this, uh, when was this story written? I think they might have upgraded and changed their menu on this one. <clears throat> Most of the time, however, it's nothing short of a total mess by the time it actually reaches your hands. But that's what you get when you ask an ice cream chain to make a burger for you. The Checker Burger at Checkers. Uh, never heard of Checkers, really. Don't have them around here. Look up perfection in the dictionary and this is what you'll see. Because the Checker Burger is everything a burger ought to be. That's what uh, Checker Burger themselves has displayed across the burger sections of their website. But we know better than to put blind faith in a burger restaurant just because they know how to rhyme. So the Checker Burger beef patty uh, tick, lettuce tick, tomato tick, pickle tick, onion tick, sesame seed bun tick, mayo ketchup mustard tick, yep. It's a burger, all right. So where does it all go wrong? Well, the patties themselves are practically flavorless. The lettuce also tends to be iceberg lettuce, which is almost literally just water and offers nothing whatsoever to the rest of the burger. Well, that seems to be pretty much on every burger <laughs> lettuce. Their insistence on including three condiments rather than making their own burger sauce or at least offering a choice of condiments just strikes us lazy to another no-go, sadly. McDonald's Quarter Pounder. Oh, yes, them. I, don't know, I like those, actually. Uh, they're the ones with the clown. You can probably see them right now through your own window. They're the biggest, they're the baddest, but are they the best? For the sake of fairness, let's ignore the disappointing hamburger and the Big Mac, which is kind of cheating and focus on the Quarter Pounder. According to McDonald's itself, the Quarter Pounder features a 
a quarter pound of 100% fresh beef that's hot, deliciously juicy, and cooked uh, when you order. It's seasoned with just a pinch of salt and pepper, sizzled on the flat iron grill, and topped with slivered onions, tangy pickles, and two slices of melty cheese on a sesame seed bun. The concept is solid, if flawed. There are fewer toppings, for example, than you might find in burgers sold by better chains. And the speed-focused nature of the restaurants themselves mean that there's a good chance your burger will be less than expertly presented. Think dry patties, messy toppings, and scant sauces. And you're halfway to a typical McDonald's hamburger. Let's see what we got now. Oh, the Burger King Whopper. Oh, yes, the other them. They're the ones with the creepy uh, monarcho, uh, <laughs> monarch allegory. You can probably see them right now through your other window. They're not quite as big. They're not quite as bad. But they're better just. Let's go with a Whopper here rather than their actual plain burger, which frankly is a sad state of affairs that constitutes a, a lean towards uh, austerity, which we hope we never have to see again after that whole White Castle debacle. The Whopper, however, oh man, I had the plant burger at the Whopper, at the, the Whopper, at uh, Burger King, and I went was not really impressed. Uh, what was it called? Uh, I can't think of it, but it was a plant-based, oh, the Impossible Whopper, I believe. No, plant-based. The Whopper, however, is far more like it and includes all the toppings you'd hope for from any chain worth their salt. The main issues here are a reliance on white onions, disappointing, and the disparate ratio of patty size to other toppings, um, unruly. Here's where Burger King wing wins out over McDonald's, though. The flame-grilled taste of the burgers is far more flavorful than the quasi-stale attempts at beef you're likely to find at McDonald's. Well, actually, they're, uh, what I've noticed is they're getting a little more juicier. And actually, I've found Burger King's to be kind of dry, to be honest. But others disagree with me. We've had that argument. <laughs> While Burger King restaurants themselves possess a strange inherent superiority in the quality of the construction of the burgers themselves. We don't know why. They just tend to be put together better. Uh, BK with the KO. The Shake Shack. Shake Burger. Shack Burger. Shaquille O'Neal Burger. Uh... Here's everything that's good about it. Shake Shack Burger. The option to um, shake your shack on this burger. 
The option to double up on toppings is a nice flourish, even though the slim offerings of lettuce, tomato, pickle, and onion are not super impressive, as it uh, is the optional applewood smoked bacon. The patty is thick, thicker than most others on the list. It's got decent flavor to it. I'm getting an attack of uh, gastral distress reading all this food stuff. And now we got a train going by. It's got decent flavor and it's all good and juicy. Not much seasoning, no. Here's everything that bads about the Shake Shack's hamburger. Despite the the thick patty, the burger as a whole is pretty small. The quality is often inconsistent too. And you've got a good chance of getting a dud patty if luck isn't swinging your way. Smash burger. Classic smash. Uh, don't have one of those around here. Don't have a Shake Shack, unfortunately. We're lucky any fast food places are open here because of the lack of uh, people wanting to work at them. Um, the classic smash from Smash Burger comes as your choice of beef, turkey, or black bean. Ew, black bean? And we'll stick to beef patty here. Patty between two egg buns with cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion, pickles, and their own smash sauce. I guess it means that you can get a patty of black beans. Gross. The seasoning is usually quite light, but the patties are generously sized and seared nicely on the grill. The beef is never frozen, so you'll find none of that standard fast food muck here. The top. I gotta start messing with things on the table and forget I'm on, on the record. <laughs> uh, sometimes you forget. The toppings are completely standard and barely worth mentioning at all, however. Even the smash sauce is pretty much just a combination of mustard and mayo. Nothing to fuss about here, uh, really. Carl Jr.'s original $6 thick burger. Well, Car Carl Jr.'s stepbrother Hardee's, I did like their, uh, uh, what was it called? The Frisco, Frisco uh, Melt? Frisco Burger Melt? Uh, or whatever it was called. And that was good. Uh, okay, we're moving into better territory here. The closest thing Carl Jr. has to plain hamburger is their original $6 thick burger. Including a one-third patty, chicken, cheese, pickles, lettuce, red onions, tomatoes, ketchup, mayo, and mustard. Nothing too remarkable, but the charbroiled patty is nice and thick, as you really hoped it would be the case. What with the name, and it's usually cooked nicely without losing any flavor. 
The rest of the toppings are all solid enough and the construction. <laughs> Make it sound like a home construction crew comes down and makes these burgers. Uh, which usually keeps the lettuce and all the condiments and, and stuff underneath the patty and cheese rather than on top of it. It makes for a more enjoyable experience. No vegetative toppings clashing with your cheese, you see. Hmm. So it's all underneath there. All right, the cheese is on top. And all the tomato and lettuce and stuff. That's what I was wondering about. Other than that, though, the $6 thick burger is largely unremarkable uh, entry onto the list. It's decent, sure, and it's certainly not bad, but it struggles to make its mark when you hold it up against its better rivals. At uh, Fat Burger, the medium fat burger. Actually, calling your restaurant Fat Burger seems like one hell of a statement, burger wise, and there's a lot of pressure to live up to it if you uh, don't want to earn the derision and disgust of your potential customer base. But good news, that's just about to pull it off. Uh, they just about pull it off. The fat burger comes with all kinds of sizes and hits both ends of the burger spectrum. The small version is way too small. The triple XL is exactly kind of uh, over-the-top decadence that led to the fall of Rome. The medium version is just fine. The standard toppings, lettuce, tomato, onions, relish, mustard, and mayo are jam-packed between uh, two toasted buns atop a patty which is big enough to avoid getting lost in the mix. It is, if you like, a fat burger. To tell you, here in uh, Worthington, uh, Minnesota, if you are driving through uh, along Highway 90, you may stop at the truck stop, and the restaurant there is called the Blue Line. And if you like uh, Philly steak sandwiches, they do have a Philly burger. Uh, has mushrooms and uh, peppers and stuff and uh, melted cheese, which I can uh, wholeheartedly recommend. Uh, let's see, the patty is decently seasoned. If a little lean for our taste, the whole thing is well constructed too and stays together nicely despite its size. Jack in the Box, Jumbo Jack, all these places that are nowhere near here. Jack in the Box's flagship burger is the Jumbo Jack, a pretty, <laughs> I don't know how pretty it is, a beef patty topped with lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, onions, and mayo. The beef isn't particularly well seasoned, but it is nicely grilled, and generally stands a cut above many of its rivals, uh, even though it's not well seasoned. Uh, the construction is solid uh, with brick and mortar, yeah. uh, with neither toppings nor patty overpowering each other.
while the bun is nicely buttery and just different enough from the plainer options you'll find at other chains to keep things interesting for the most part. This is a decent solid burger. I don't know how many states that these are in, but we have uh, Culver's, which does ice cream and burgers and a bunch of different things. They uh, call their thing uh, Butter Burgers, which is not a bad chain. Started in Wisconsin. The real problem here is the sole use of mayo as a sauce. That's uh, Jack in the Box. Probably one of my problems. I like I, I like mayo. That's not to do any disservice to the condiment in general, but unlike ketchup and mustard, it doesn't work well by itself on a burger. Uh, well, you can go over a season. A lot of, um, I think England mostly that use uh, mayo as a dipping for uh, chips, uh, fries. At least we can be comforted in knowing they use real mayonnaise on their burgers, but there's nothing wrong with expecting more from Jack. Well, I'll get Jill back in there uh, on the grill, too. Maybe things will be better. Uh, let's see, the original uh, Steak and Shake Steak Burger. As you probably guessed from their name, Steak and Shake's twist on what we peasants might call a hamburger is to refer to it instead as a steak burger. This kind of rebrand is often little more than a sly, cynical ploy in the part of fast food marketing items uh, in many places. A steak burger is just a hamburger all dressed up as a high-end high menu item. Uh, the actual meat, however, is rarely any different. Uh, that's just like going to a restaurant and ordering a hamburger steak. It's just a bigger hamburger patty. Uh, not so at the Steak and Shake where the burgers are made from ground meat that comes from beef, brisket, and chuck. That is something of a point of pride for the chain who have levied legal complaints against rivals for using the term steak burger in the past. So is it worth all that fuss? Answer, kind of. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Their original steak burgers toppings are decent enough. Sliced cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickle. And we'll never say no to a decent toasted bun. The patty itself. Oh. Uh, starting to get hungry for uh, something other than burgers, but... <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, it tends to be juicy and well-sized and does benefit a little from being made of a superior cut, but nowhere uh, near enough to justify calling it a steak burger and then taking someone to court for trying to do the same. 
Wendy's, Dave's Single, um, the bacon mushroom melt was the best Wendy's burger they've had, but uh, that's been long since discontinued, uh, that was back when they called them Biggie Fries, remember that, the good old days, <laughs> at Wendy's the closest thing you've got to a classic, uh, classically made hamburger is the Dave's Single, as well as their patty, which we'll come to. You've got cheese, lettuce, tomato, pickle, mayo, and onion. Good stuff and bad stuff to make note of with the Dave's Single. On the plus side, there's the toasted bun, which is a mainstay feature of any decent burger, and decidedly lacking in some of the efforts featured earlier on in the list. And if we're going to be really, really nitpicky, we wouldn't have said no to the inclusion of some mustard. It breaks the heart of, uh, just a little to see ketchup and mayo together without it. Otherwise, the beef is decent, with the restaurant making the fact it's never frozen a considerable selling point in their marketing, and also the square hamburgers. Uh, makes up a uh, patty that's actually far juicier and more enjoyable than most of Wendy's rivals. Good stuff. Oh, man, I could go on and on and on. Uh, next, we got the N.W. Papa Burger. Uh, Fuddruckers uh, have uh, eaten at the customizable place. That's pretty good up in uh, the Minneapolis, Minnesota area. Uh, oh, the Culver's Butter Burger is really high. What was number one, anyway? Uh, Whataburger. I have eaten at Five Guys, and I enjoyed their hamburger. Wasn't it used to be called Five Guys and Fries, so now it's just uh, Five Guys. Uh, in the in and out hamburger. I guess, oh, let's just skip to the winter here. The in and out burger, hamburger. And here we have it, the best. The creme de la creme, the head honcho, the bee's knees, the godfather. The undisputed heavyweight champion of the fast food hamburger world. In and out, the toppings are simple. Lettuce, onions, and tomatoes. But compounded with a special sauce that more than makes up for it. Everything is entirely fresh. Peek inside the kitchen of your local in and out and you won't find a microwave, heat lamp, or freezer in sight. Vegetables are hand-selected. Well, pretty much everything is regionally sourced and free of additives and preservatives. The patties themselves are cooked on the grill to the point of perfection, of course, and the toppings on each burger are generously uh, uh, in and quantity without ever becoming clumsy or overbearing. Uh, you can tell I'm getting tired this stuff and reading <laughs> reading it you can tell they're fresh too 
with every piece of lettuce, onion, and tomato tasting genuinely honest to God real. And that's not something you can say for the rest, is it? Oh, let's see. Oh, fast food breakfast menus rank from worst to best. Uh, we're not going through that. <laughs> uh, I've had it for um, this story. <laughs> so this ends another uh, part of the podcast. I'm going to retire it till tomorrow. Well, it is time to flip these burgers up to the interwebs. And as always, you can check out my Facebook page under infotainment. You can go to infotainmentpodcast.com and you can leave a tip in the tip jar via PayPal. And as always, have a pleasant day today. And a happy ending tonight. Keep it real, homies.